Hey, this is Jordan Sutton, pastor at Clearpath Church. Thank you for tuning in to our sermon podcast. We appreciate you listening. A little about our community. We love to come together. We love to come to the Lord's table together. Uh, we're a community trying to be led by the Spirit, just walking through Scripture together, walking through life together. If this message is an encouragement to you, bring some hope to your life at the end of the sermon. There'll be a little bit of information about how you can get in touch with us. Stay tuned, and thanks for joining. Parents, I think we should teach our kids a saying that we learned a long time ago. They'll know what saying I'm talking about, right? You know, the God is good saying. So if you could do this with me, kids, you can join in us with us. God is good all the time. God is good all the time. Amen. Amen. Lord, we just pray that you would fill, fill us with your grace and mercy. God, I pray as the Apostle Paul prayed that you would fill us with the wisdom and revelation that we might know who you are, that we might know you called us for, that we might know all that you've given us to fulfill what you've called us to, God. I pray that the words of our mouth, the meditations of our heart be pleasing. And I pray that you would make our hearts right today. In Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen. What I want to share with you this morning is how different from a typical message, I want to share with you how God has been working in my own personal life in the last nine months. And specifically, how God has been using his word to shape my life. And when his word, when I say his word, I do mean the scripture, but I also mean the spirit breathed word into my heart. I, I loved what we we sang in the middle of the set. We talked about how it is his strength and his power and his ability to sustain growth in our life. And for me, I don't know. How many of you guys have tried really hard to do good? It doesn't work very well. But when we find ourselves trusting in the Word of God that gets spoken into our life and we steward that, I just I, I find that I'm far more fruitful than when I'm trying in my own strength. And um, how many of you were here when, I've reviewed this a couple times, how many of you were here when Julian came and prophesied? I'm going to talk to you about two words that have, in recent months, that have that have altered my life. When Julian came, he gave a message. It was a nice message. At the very end of the sermon, he landed on Revelation two four, and John the Revelator speaking to seven churches, and he gives this critique to the first church. He says, "I have this against you, 
you've left your first love and inviting to repent and to do the things that you did at first. How many of you have ever heard this, this verse preached on? Like, probably eight trillion times. Like, I've heard the verse preached on. There was something that happened in that moment when he shared that. It was simple, but I looked at Andrea and I said, like, that's a word from the Lord right now. And somehow in my heart, there was faith to receive something that I had heard thousands of times before in a unique way that would transform me. And so Andrew and I had been in a process of repenting and returning, and we made a decision. I think it was before this, but it was about that time. We made a decision that we were going to wake up every day at 5.30 and seek the Lord together. And I, now I will be honest with you and tell you that I have made, that, made the 5.30 a.m. decision many times before unsuccessfully. Um, but when we made that decision, both of us looked at each other and we're like, we're going to do this. And I remember waking up in the first day of prayer, the first few days of prayer after that word came, like I woke up 5.30 on the dot. And as I came into the, to the prayer room, I just began to cry and I just began to encounter the Lord. And I just sensed that whatever was said, no matter how simple it was, there was a moment where the Word of God came into my heart and began to bear fruit. Like there's no other magic to it, no other trick, no other like it just the Word of God in season, in time. Nothing, it wasn't even anything, it wasn't even any extra explanation. It was just return to first love and what you had done at first. And as that word entered my heart, I received it by faith. It began to bear fruit in us. And I knew exactly what he meant. I knew that what he meant was, yes, returning to the first love. But I knew almost immediately when he said, do the things you did at first, I knew that what that meant in, in our lives was leaning into the work of the Spirit into listening to his voice, following him, believing for miracles, believing for him to change people's lives. I just knew there were things at first were the work was the work of the Spirit. And even in December, I remember just sharing, like, I think it was like the third week of you know, December, it was like Christmas time, and I didn't, I didn't even have a Christmas message. I just was like, all I know is that God is doing something in my heart right now in seeking Him. And there was something like 15 or 20 people that morning who decided, like, I want to I seek the Lord too. Like, I want to jump in on that. And a whole bunch of people just began waking up in the morning seeking the Lord. Is any of this very complicated? Super simple. Just the Word of God came in began to bear fruit in me, and as I shared what God was doing, I watched it begin to bear fruit in other people. Okay, so fast forward. I, I, uh, we felt like the Lord told us to go on a fast. During that time, we said, we're going to lead the church into a 21-day fast, and 
we're going to seek the Lord for what he's doing. And I remember one morning, I don't, there was people were asking like, well, what are we seeking? What were we seeking the Lord for? And I was like, I don't even know what we're seeking the Lord for. We're just seeking the Lord. And during that time, um, I heard the Lord very, I heard the Lord very clearly tell me, he said, I'm going to take you on a two-year learning journey of how you care for the least of these. And in, in the moment, just like it was when somebody stood up and said the scripture to me, like it something came into my heart and began to bear fruit. And over the next, over the next number of weeks, we began to work out what does that word mean. And so one of the things that Andrea and I had been exposed to, how many of you remember when we had safe families come in and talk? What safe families does, incredible ministry, is they provide a place for moms whose kids are who are vulnerable to be brought into CPS and they let those moms give, they let those moms get time to be able to recover through whatever they're going through. And you have host families who take in children so that that mom has, t- has time. And then they have like a 95% reunification rate with those families instead of them entering into the system. And so Andrew and I felt extremely compelled by this. And we were like, we need to pursue becoming a host family. And so during that time, we're fasting for 21 days. We're praying and we're seeking the Lord. In the first like three to four days, the Lord told me very specifically, I am going to take you and your church on a learning journey of how you care for the least of these. You with me? So, so I go back and I, we just start pulling in all the things that God had been leading us to, and we think of safe families. And so Andrea and I spend the next few days praying, um, are we supposed to like lean into this and start becoming a host family? And we prayed, we prayed, we prayed. And even though it was something that we previously thought we were going to be doing pretty quickly, we just realized that like God wasn't highlighting that specific thing. And so it may be for another time. It may be, um, I don't, you know, I don't know what will work out with that. But we just, what we felt like was that God wanted to take us on a journey that would also incorporate our body, not something that would, that would kind of isolate our family to doing ministry by ourselves. He felt like we were going to take us on a journey. And so there were all these things that began to kind of come together and as we're going down the path, what we're doing is we're stewarding that word. So the Lord first spoke, he said, I want you to return to first love. The second thing he spoke to us was, I want you to learn how to care for the least of these. But that's not explicit directions, right? That's like a very general word. And so we had to start praying and reflecting through, God, how do you want us, how do you want this to work out in our lives. This is what I want to encourage you about, and I'm going to open to Matthew 13 for a second, is that I think for many of of us in our lives, if we could get a hold of 
And I'm not talking about some lofty thing. There's most of the very profound things that God has spoken to me are already in Scripture. Like, if we can get a hold of what the Word of God is for our life and steward that, we will bear fruit. I believe, you know, Warren Buffett, I've been listening to a ton of Warren Buffett recently because I like investing, and he's a very good person to listen to in a time of uncertainty. Nobody knows, like, what's, you know, which way is up or down. And one of the things that Warren Buffett says is that the worst investor is a bored investor. A person who just wants to figure out something to do to do something. And I think that one of the things that we do as Christians is we do not steward the words of God in our life with enough patience to let them bear fruit. And we begin to make up ambitions and aspirations and imaginations of how God might use us in the meantime. And Matthew 13, two years ago, I, I started praying every day out of Matthew 13. It tells a parable of four soils. That you have a, one seed that goes on to rocky path. You have one that goes on to shallow soil that springs up quickly. You have a third soil um, that, that the, it's received, but, but thorns choke it out. And then you have the fourth, which is, it re- is received well in good soil, and it bears through fruit 30, 60, 100-fold, or actually he says 160 or 30-fold. And I, I told the Lord, or I felt like the Lord told me in that moment that most Christians, most people who are following God, live in the third soil. We live as those who have received the Word of God, and it, it grows up, but thorns are choking out the word. Now, what the thorns are is actually the, the, the opening statement of the soil speaks of the, the seed like the preaching of the kingdom. But as it gets to the soils, it's, it speaks of the seed specifically as the word of God. So it is the word of God in you that bears fruit. But what the thorns are are they, they are the deceitfulness of riches and the worries of life. The deceitfulness of riches and the worries of life. My conviction is, as I, I started praying every day, God, you've got to take out the thorns out of my life. God, where are the thorns? And what I realized in praying that prayer every day for a, a few months is much of the thorns and the worries that were choking out the fruit of the word in my life were things that I made up that I wanted God to do because I wasn't patient enough for the Word to bear fruit in my life. I get some little hope or faith that God wants to do something in me and He puts something in me and instead of stewarding the, the, instead of stewarding the soil and letting the Word of God bear something in me, I just sort of get bored and excited and start making stuff up and asking God to bless it. I really believe, I have this conviction. I was, I was doing this, um, uh, the, a friend of mine was, trying, was recently trying to help me, just encouraging me to, to you know, tell the Lord what the, you know, I wanted and the plans I wanted and ask Him to bless it. And we did this like, 
couple times in a row where he was trying to help me pray through this. And I finally came to the conclusion, I told Andrea, I said, I'm not going to do anything in my life that God is not leading me to do. I'm not going to make stuff up in my mind and in my imagination and ask God to bless it. Like, I want God to come and give, I want Him to put His Word in my life, and I want to steward that with everything I've got in me. We live in an age that begs you, that begs you to make something up, to call it good, and to ask God to bless it. And my encouragement to you this morning is that it is the Word of God that bears the fruit. It is not your imaginations. It's not your figurings of how it will work out or what God might do through your, or your plans or your five-year plans or your ten-year plans. It is the Word of God that bears fruit. And God will let everything else die to return you to His Word. Amen? So let me give you a story of how this played out. So, so I get this word, which caring for the least of these is very biblical. It's not like, this isn't like a rocket science word. He's like, I'm going to teach you how to care for the least of these. Okay, that's easy. Or not easy, but that's, that's clear. That's very clear. And so how many of you remember the story when I told you we, we got prayed for by Heidi Baker, and they invited us, she invited our family to, to go with her to Israel. And so we were like, okay, that's exciting. That's awesome. We're praying about that. And a couple, couple weeks ago, I just, I couldn't get this. We were praying about going and I couldn't get this out of my mind that it just wasn't the right thing. And so I told Andrea, I was like, listen, I know this is, I know this is exciting, but the word that the Lord spoke to me and the word the Lord spoke to us at the beginning of the year was, I'm going to teach you how to care for the least of these. And I was like, I just can't see, if that is like the main mandate word in our life right now, I just can't see how this much time and money and resource is like, this, that fits in, in this word. And so we prayed about it, we sought the Lord, and the Lord gave us several confirmations, like He, just, he showed us that that wasn't his best plan, that that was good, it was fine, it would have, we would have enjoyed it, but he had better plans for us. And I, I say all that to say, it would have been fun, it would have been good, and there's lots of good things we can be doing in this life, but I believe with great conviction that if we get, a, if we get what is God's word over us, and that's planted in us, and we steward it, and we don't let anything distract us from that word, that we will bear fruit. Now, what does that mean? Like, how do I, like, how do I live a life that's based on oh, the word of God and not me trying to build my life on what I think is good? Like, because that's the option. You can build your life on what you think is good or what you think might be fun or what you think you might be enjoy, or you can trust in the word of the Lord. So how do you do that? Well, like the difficulty about that is you actually have to seek the Lord. Like you actually have to set aside time and pursue him and ask him to speak to you. 
Like the first word that came to us, it came to us out of nowhere. A friend came and said, gave us this scripture. God's calling you to return to first love, repent and do the things that you did at first. But the thing that, that God is wanting to shape our life with right now came while we were praying and while we were fasting and while we were waiting on him. And I think that much of our lack of fruitfulness centers around the fact that we aren't willing to actually sit and seek the Lord. And so when in absence of seeking the Lord, we make up things and ask Him to bless them. And we live in this perpetual, circular cycle of disappointment and despair because our lives don't represent the kind of fruitfulness that we want it to. And I'm telling you, like this is like rebounding in basketball and like form tackling in football. But if you want to bear fruit in the kingdom, you will have to let His Word penetrate your heart and that will bear fruit. And there is, like, I would love to tell you that everything will just be like, God will tee up everything for you. But there is a reality that we are called to be those asking, seeking, knocking, and finding. Amen? So, a few weeks ago, Zane preached a message on the enemy and how the enemy gets us to believe lies. If you didn't listen to it, you should go listen to it. It's really good. It was excellent. Probably my favorite message Zane's ever preached. And did we lose the recording on that? Okay. Well, yeah, the demon one. That, so, so, so go listen to that one. And one of the things that he talked about was how we can believe lies and that we need to, this is really fundamental this morning, we, can, we need to repent of lies. I don't know if you remember this, but I, I, had to, I publicly repented that morning because I had believed a lie that God did not necessarily want me to be fruitful. And yet John 15 says that the proof that you are my disciples is that you will bear much fruit. And so what is the gap? Like, what is the gap in life when the Scripture says the evidence of being a follower of Jesus is that you will bear much fruit? And like, okay, it doesn't feel like I'm bearing much fruit. I feel like that in all of our planning, our imagining, our aspiring, our doing, we spend our lives tending to thorns and not the Word of God. The very thing that you're doing to, to try to make it work out is the very thing that's choking out the Word. Like, I, my one responsibility is to be the kind of soil that as the Word of God gets planted in me, I just, I just guard my heart from every other thing distracting me. I don't care if I get to go hang out with the 
the famous minister person who I admire. Like I've got, I have to focus right now. The mandate for me is learn how to care for the least of these. A mandate in my life. God's words in our life is continuous. Does this fit in line with what you're doing? I'm just continually coming back to him and saying, God, does this fit in line with what you're doing? And I am unwilling to be one who is trying to care for all the worries. I don't want to preserve the worries of my life anymore. How many of you have gotten very far trying to figure out your problems? Like, I, one thing that is bearing fruit, is that I get a sense of what God is doing and I grab onto that and I don't let anything else distract me from that. This scripture comes to mind. This is a little bit different, but I think it's applicable. Uh, is this right here? Where is this? Look at this. This is, this is a bit different than the soils, but I want you to just see how powerful the word is. When Paul is speaking to Timothy, he writes him and he says, Do not neglect this gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy. It, you know, the, he's speaking about the gift of teaching, most likely in this text. It was given to you by prophecy and the laying on of hands. Meditate on these things. And give yourself entirely to them that your progress may be evident to all. Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine and continue in them. For doing this, you will save both yourself and those who hear you. So, 1 Timothy 4, 14 through 16, 17. Um, God gives Timothy a gift by what? By prophecy. He speaks to him a gift by prophecy and laying on of hands. Not something that he necessarily, like he worked his way into. It was given to him. What did he do after that? Paul encouraged him to be diligent in giving yourself over to this thing that God has given to you so that, you will, so that your progress will be evident to all. I, I, want, I just want to encourage you. I feel like that in an age of self-development and actualization and planning and dream calendars and dream boards and all these things, we have lost sight of this simple truth that God is the one who gives us the good things. And our only thing in that deal is to be a steward. We don't have to create it or fabricate it or imagine it or will it into existence, God gives by His Word into our hearts, and our role is to steward. So I, I don't know, I, I have been for years now letting go, <laughs> it's a long process of my ambitions my imaginations, my aspirations, and God has been, it's like he's got the ultimate backhoe just in my heart, like clearing everything so that his word can come in. 
I, I want some other people to join me on this journey to actually believe that God wants to speak to you in His Word. He can speak to you in prayer. He can speak to you in Scripture. He can speak to you through somebody else. That He actually wants to speak to you and give you something that's, that's pure, that's from Him, that's going to be life-altering. But I believe that ambitions, imaginations, and for a moment, if you want to let go of the worries and you want to receive and seek and steward the Word of God, I just want to have you stand. If you know that resonates to you, if you know that resonates to you, it doesn't have to be every person. If you're living a life of worry, So I want you to just, just, just open your hands and I want you to ask God to come and make the soil of your heart just new. Just pray this with him for a second. God, make this soil, like turn it, make it soft. Would I pray that right now, God? God, turn the soil right now. God can do in a moment what you can't do in a lifetime. Okay, I want you to turn your faith right now to the Lord. And I want you just to ask Him to, to begin to give you direction and to give you His Word that will nourish your life. I just want you to turn your faith to the Lord right now. Exactly what Jesus says when he speaks to the enemy in the wilderness. He says, man does not live on, every, on, on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. I believe God wants to give sustaining word this morning. I want to encourage you just right now, ask the Lord for faith to receive. Faith to receive. I think for many of you, God's going to take you back to scriptures. He's going to take you back to foundational scriptures that shape your understanding of who God is in you. He's going to take you back to the scriptures. Very basic. If you seek Him with this right now, I believe that there will be ministry and, and, and there will be ministry um, even future ministries that will be birthed out of this time. It's not in figuring that out. It's just in getting His Word. So Lord, come right now in Jesus' name. Come right now in Jesus' name. I pray that You would remind us of, of, of Scriptures. You would remind us of words. You would remind us of the love that we carried at first, Lord. In Jesus' name. Those of you who are standing, I'm going to invite us all to come to the table. If, if you're hungry for the word, Matthew says, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, says what? They will be, say they might be filled. It says they will be filled. I want to encourage you to go out of your way this week. Take seven days. I want to encourage you to go out of your way this week. Take seven days. Sit with the Lord in the morning. And if you, can't, if you can't do morning, do another time. But sit, set aside a time that you get every day. 
if it's if 15 minutes is what you got, 15 minutes is what you got. But set aside a time with the Lord every day. You, I would encourage you to open the scripture and pray, but I would encourage you to ask this question, God, what are you saying to me right now? Very simple. I want you to let go. I don't like, it's very important that you don't say, it's not, you know, how are you going to deal with this financial problem? How are you going to help me with this thing? I want to encourage you to ask the most simple question. Because when we, conf- when we conflate the problems that we think God wants to solve, that we're focused on solving, our prayers turn into worries real quick. I want you to let go of what you think He wants to solve. Take the time every day, same time, and say, God, what are you saying to me? Simple as that. Let's come and grab the elements and we'll receive together. Okay. Hang with me for one moment. I feel like I'm supposed to do this. If there's no response to this, that's okay. I want to make it open for any of any of you kids. Um, when I was when I was when I was a little kid, um, the Lord came when my family was going through a very hard time. Um, God led me to pray for him every night for several years. That's where He shaped His really his relationship with me. He spoke to me, and he spoke to me about calling and all those things in that time. And I, if there's any kids in here that you listen to me and you have faith, like shape your life with him, specifically in your own world, I want you to stand. If there's no kid this makes sense for, okay. Can I have some parents just come around and pray for them? Just just put your hand on them. Right now, instead of praying out loud, just put your hands on them. Just let God speak to them. Lord, I pray for every everyone standing right now that you will put your word in their heart as, a, as an example of your love by them just standing this morning, that you will put your word in their heart. God, that you, they will hide the word and you will hide them in the word. We bless these kids right now in Jesus' name with your word filling them. Amen. Amen. Kids, you stood. I want you to listen to me. Five minutes every day. Five minutes every day. Sit down. Read. Have your parents help you open the Bible and read part of the Bible. And just ask the Lord to speak to you. That's all you have to do. Pray. Sit with Him. Ask God to speak to you. And I have one more encouragement with you for you. Get a little pen and paper so that you can write down what you feel like he's speaking to you and share and share that with your mom and dad. Seven days. Kids, can you set, can you do seven days? Five minutes, same time? You might be able to. All right. <laughs> hey. I can relate to that, Bob. Ha, 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 ha.
Oh man, I love it. That's true. That will that will distract you. That that will sufficiently distract you. All right. We're going to lift this bread and juice. Um, one of the things, we're not taking it yet. One of the things that I've been reminded of is that we, we love to seek God for His Word and direction. We want God to answer us. How many of you have something you've been asking Him about? I, like, we love for that. But one of the things that we miss is what Jesus said is that let man lives not by bread alone, but every word that comes. We, owe, we are focused on His direction when He's often looking to sustain us by His Word. He wants not just to direct us, He wants to sustain us by His Word. When we have His Word directing us, it's not just the thing that's getting us into the right position, it's the thing that keeps us in joy and life and blessing. And so when we receive this today, we are receiving a prophetic picture of God's sustaining word in His Son, in His body broken, in His blood spilled out. Hebrews says His blood speaks a better word. We're receiving a sustaining word today. So when you seek Him, you're not just looking for direction, you're looking for sustaining. I've tried to do the sustaining the other day. Other way, it doesn't work. And so Lord, we just, we lift these elements. We have faith today that Your word is sustaining that even in difficulty and suffering, your word is sustaining. We ask you, God, for faith to receive and steward your word in our heart. And we recognize that Jesus, his body, his blood, Jesus' life, is the word above all words, is the name above all names. We thank you. We receive by faith your nourishment today. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. You may receive. We hope you enjoyed this episode from Clearpath Church in Dallas, Texas. If you'd like more info to visit us on a Sunday morning or to subscribe to our newsletter, check us out at www.clearpathdallas.com. Follow us on Instagram at Clearpath Dallas. Thanks for listening.